It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Where does Elliot Harrison have Dak Prescott ranked among the top quarterbacks in the NFL? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. We've got a special guest today. It's the one and only Elliot Harrison. You can check him out on the Power Rankings show uh, with this fantastic co-host over there. They just do great, great work. Uh, Elliot. How you doing today, sir? You've gotten so fancy. I mean, this whole intro. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even where to know where to go with that. <clears throat> I feel like I was watching Tron with that intro. Um, man, I look really pale too on this uh, uh, you're, you're, browser. You're, you're fine. Uh, so the Dallas Cowboys are at training camp. They had practice on Wednesday. They had practice on Thursday. But instead of your typical training camp news. We're talking quarterback rankings because I know that's what you guys care about. Uh, this week, The Athletic uh, posted an article, Mike Sando, uh, top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL according to NFL decision makers and coaches. And Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott showed up on the list at number 11. Elliot, you are known on the Twitter sphere as the number one Dak Prescott hater. Do you think that is too high? Well, I don't think that's true, and I really hope that you're half joking because I'm not a Dak hater. Although half joking, I should say the best quarterback in Cowboys history is right there. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. He has a picture of Quincy Carter directly behind him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not qualified to be talking Cowboys as I literally have a shrine behind me, a childhood shrine. Um, you know. I went through the exercise of going through all the quarterbacks in the league last night because I knew I was going to come on here with you and I wanted to be prepared because you always tell me that for our pod- podcast, I don't do anything. So um, in my spirit Not of true. doing 15 minutes of real work per week, real actual work. Yeah, I, I did it. And so I've got I ranked them and here's what I came up with. Uh, I came up with Dak at 11 myself. I don't think there's any world where you can make an argument for Dak at eight. And I've heard you put him that high before. I don't think there's any world in which he can be that high. I think in order to put him at say 13, which is where you told me you could see people putting him somewhere over there. Mm -hmm. You'd really have to take a leap of faith on a couple of guys that haven't played consistently the last few years to Dak's level. Although their crescendo might have been a little bit higher than Dak. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I was going through the same list this morning, and I, I think it's pretty 
it's going to be pretty hard for Dak to fall further than 13th this year, just because there's not a lot of quarterbacks behind him that have anywhere close to the resume. Like unless like a Trevor Lawrence or a Mac Jones just becomes a superstar this year, it feels like 12, 13 is the floor for Dak. Yeah. I, so here's who I had above him. Um, just to kind of give some thought process, some context, instead of just sitting here, you know, throwing out numbers, um, in the NFC East, I don't have any quarterbacks above him. I've got Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North. I don't have Kirk Cousins, although I could make the argument that I've seen Kirk Cousins make some throws that I have not seen Dak make. However, consistency is a big part of that position. Mm-hmm. I'll take Dak. Um, so I've got Aaron Rodgers there. If you go to the NFC South, uh, I've got Tom Brady, and that's it. So we've got mm-hmm. two. In the NFC West, I've got Matt Stafford, and that's it. I could see a lot of people, particularly maybe some younger fans, putting Kyler above him. I'm not really ready to do that. I've only got those three NFC quarterbacks ahead of him. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, Rodgers and Brady are easy. There's You you just can't make a debate about those guys. Now, Stafford is interesting because before this year, I know you and I had discussions that I, I thought Dak was better going into this year. Stafford obviously had the better year. He won the Super Bowl, even though his play in the playoffs was a little overrated. He was not great in the Super Bowl, despite everybody saying how great he was. I still think they're close. Um, I think you could make an argument either way, but I, I have no problem at all with if you want to say Stafford is a better quarterback than Dak. I think he's just <clears throat> done it for longer. Uh, Number one, he's done it with worse personnel around him. Dak has had, by and large, Dak has had a very good supporting cast for the entirety of his career. Yes, there's some dips. There's some dips. But there's also been some times where 2016, he had an incredible supporting cast. So by and large, I would say Dak has had a top 10 supporting cast over the last six years. Matt Stafford has not. And Matt Stafford has made plays when you had to have them. And I don't know that you can say that about Dak. Um, I I don't think Dak has been bad in the clutch by any stretch, but uh, I can remember more big Matt Stafford plays when the team had to have them than Dak Prescott. But that's anecdotal. That's anecdotal. The the Uh, problem with Stafford is the three years before he got to the Rams, he was good, but I don't think he was like a top eight quarterback, right? I mean, the team went 14, 25 and one. And I, listen, I understand the supporting cast is not great, but even the numbers were good. Seven and a half yards per attempt, you know, 65% completion percentage, 95 pass rating, good numbers, but nothing that would make you suggest that or think that he's a top 10 quarterback. He had some injury problems too. I think he had a finger issue at the end Mm -hmm. of one of those seasons. um, 2019. But, but when you're, also under the kind of pressure. Um, I mean, the Cowboys offensive line has been far superior to Detroit's uh, over that period of time, starting with 2016, when the Cowboys offensive line was probably the best in the league. Um, But I think it's close, but you also, you know, I'm not a big Super Bowl guy, but I would say that, you know, Matt Stafford getting through the tournament, winning the Super Bowl does need to have some value. You know, of course it does. Uh, I just, I don't know how much credit to give him and how much to boost him up because of this one season that that's the hard part for me, because I think if we were doing this at this time last year, I think we probably say that Stafford is a top 13 quarterback. Is that fair? Right? Yeah. I I would have had these guys on a par. I mean, to me, you're, you're, you're cherry picking 
for either guy. Um, but I will tell you this. The most important play to me in last year's postseason was Jay Tart dropping that deep ball in the NFC yeah. Championship. He catches that ball. I think the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Um, but but I'd still have Matt Stafford above Dak Prescott. Fair enough. But those fair are my enough. three in the NFC. Um, and I think I'm being fair to Dak because I'm automatically putting Kyler below him. And I think there are people out there that would say, hey, wait a minute, you know, on that. Um, maybe not Kirk Cousins as much. Although Kirk Cousins probably gets piled on more than he deserves. Um, yeah, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a very good NFL quarterback. And I don't think he's a top eight, nine guy. But I think you can win a lot of games with Kirk Cousins as your starter. I do too. I, I'd rather have Dak, though. And I'd rather yeah. have Dak than Kyler. Um, but if we go to the AFC, this is where it gets tricky. Yeah. And, and let's let's save your AFC quarterback sure. for just a second. So I can tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores podcast. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right go ahead. AFC quarterbacks that are surefire better than Dak. I don't know. I really wanted to do a fake ad read right there, but no. I, you know, this, this is your podcast. I wouldn't do that to you. Um we got to bring those back, though. Uh, what, what are you drinking right now? You could, you could do an ad read for that one. I'm, you know, I already ruined one with Ricola on our podcast yesterday. <laughs> By the way, Halls, you guys do a great job over there. If y'all want to sponsor something, sponsor Locked On Cowboys. Everybody else does. Or the power okay. ranking show, either one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> AFC, start with AFC East. I've got Josh Allen, and mm -hmm. I obviously you got to stop there. AFC North, a little trickier. I will take Joe Burrow over Dak Prescott. I've seen enough. Um, and Lamar Jackson, I will take over Dak Prescott because Lamar Jackson is such a unique player. He is, I, there's no one in the NFL I can compare to Lamar Jackson. Period. And he's a former MVP. Who yeah, and I he's thought, a former I, MVP. I, there was a game last year he had against the Colts. I believe it was on Monday Night Football. The stats weren't great, but it was one of the better quarterback games I've ever seen considering all the stuff that he was up against. I have no issue at all putting Lamar above deck. You bet. And if you can overcome your own flaws, uh, it does say a lot about you. And that's something we talked about on the Power Ranking Show when we did the John Elway podcast, which is a great one uh, a couple of weeks ago about, yeah, you make mistakes early on and you come back and that's what happened in that Colts game. Um, so Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, that's three in the AFC right now. Okay. Then you go to the AFC South. Matt Ryan's another guy that I've never seen Dak Prescott play to Matt Ryan's level that Matt Ryan played at in 2016 ever. I agree. But would I rather have Matt Ryan than Dak Prescott right now today to win a game? I would not. So that's one of the guys I was talking about. 
Uh, if we're talking breadth of the career, I'm still taking Matt Ryan over Dak Prescott, um, but not right now. Maybe Matt Ryan will, you know, show something this year and, and really come back. I, I don't know. Um, not that he was poor, but you get the gist. Yeah. Uh, AFC West, I'm still taking Russell Wilson. I know Russell Wilson did not have a good year last year. Russell Wilson has put it on tape so many times. He's been clutch so many times. He's not my favorite player in the NFL or anything like that. I've just seen so much more of it from him than I have Dak. Um, and I, you know, Russell Wilson, had a really serious injury last year. He was trying to play through it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just still think he's a better player until proven otherwise. Uh, Justin Herbert, I've seen enough. I know he's young. Sorry. And I know I'm not going to get any argument from you on that one. Patrick Mahomes, uh, enough said. Derek Carr, I will not put over Dak, but I wouldn't be mad at you if you did. That's the one guy. Uh, and I also didn't mention Cleveland's quarterback. So if we've got Josh Allen, that's one, right? Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson, Joe Burrow, that's what, three right there. Right. And then we got three in the AFC West, that's six, plus the three in the NFC, that's nine. That would put Dak at 10, right? Yes. So then, then that brings in the Deshaun Watson deal. I think most people would put Deshaun Watson over Dak Prescott. And I would too, all things being equal, it's just so hard to say right now when the guy hasn't played football in a year. One way or the other. Yeah. Well, I, and this is my belief, I think Dak is still a better quarterback just on the field for a couple of different reasons. And we, we can go through it, but Deshaun Watson had a good statistical year in 2020. He led the NFL in passing yards, yards per attempt, uh, and passer rating. But he was pretty bad at a lot in a lot of those games at the end, uh, and that's why the Texans went four and twelve. You watch him against the Steelers uh, that that season. Played great in the first half. He had two touchdowns. Completely laid an egg in the second half. I think he had thirty five yards passing. Way too many times we'll see those games from him where he looks good for a quarter or two and can make some splash plays, but the consistency throughout the game isn't always there. I actually think he's regressed a little bit as a passer since his 2018 season. Uh, again, I still think he's very, very good. But I think Dak is a little bit more consistent game in and game out. I think I think it's really tough to say right now. I'm just saying what I've seen of the two of them, Deshaun Watson has wowed me a lot more. But, but as I mentioned before, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. Uh, consistency is a huge part of that position as is leadership and Dak has leadership for sure. Here's the thing. I hesitate to put Dak at nine or 10. Well, I've got him at 10 based on if we, if I went with you on this, if you exclude Deshaun Watson, yes. right? Okay. The reason I didn't want to do that is because I'm already giving him the nod over Kirk cousins. I'm already giving him the nod over Matt Ryan who has outplayed him in his career. And now Matt Ryan's playing with a good football team. Um, I am giving him the nod over Derek Carr, who quite frankly, in the clutch, I think Derek Carr has been better in the clutch. The, the, let's go back to Matt Ryan really quickly. The sure. problem is R Ryan has regressed a lot in the last four years. We've seen his yards per attempt. No question. Drop it each of the last four seasons. So while you're not wrong, Matt Ryan has had a better career. He's been the NFL MVP one season. I just think the version that we got in 2021 and likely we'll get in 2022 just isn't really all that close to Dak. So I don't think you're wrong. No, no argument there. 
but I'm also putting him over Kyler. So if I'm giving him the nod over Cousins and Kyler and Carr and Ryan, I'm giving Dak all the, as you like to say, tears. I'm mm-hmm. giving Dak the heads up. I feel like I need to hold him back on at sure. least one guy that's equal. And I think if there is a guy worthy of holding him back on, it's Deshaun. Because if we, you know, a lot of people like anecdotal and they like the eyeball test. And the eyeball test tells me Deshaun Watson's a better player. I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan. I, let me just come out and say it. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but but um, eyeball test, I, I would take him over Dak. But that's the one arguable thing that I'm doing. I don't think I'm being a Dak hater. I, I think 11 is where I would have him. And did, what, didn't you say the article had him somewhere around yeah, there? Yeah, the NFL coaches have him at 11. So, so my question is, does it really matter if he's number 11 or number 8? Is Because ultimately what matters is, is this a guy that can take you deep into the playoffs and win a Super Bowl? Matt Stafford was in this tier last year, somewhere between – nine and 13 and the answer is yeah you put him on a good team he could win a super bowl and he did is Dak that guy to you do you believe that the cowboys have a good enough roster around him they can win a super bowl with him as a franchise quarterback oh i think it's gonna be really hard because i don't know that Dak is good enough to mitigate when the defense plays awful um, look at their record in 2020 before he got hurt. Weren't they one in four when he got hurt? Something like that. Yeah. They the, really struggled. Yep. Yeah. You know, I've mentioned this before and I don't want to make this too much about Romo because I know that's a really supercharged argument with Cowboy fans, because wouldn't you say a lot of Cowboy fans now are coming back around on Romo saying, you know what? We we're a little hard on the guy. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you know, you and I both saw Romo go eight and seven with the worst defense in the history of the national football league, the 2013 Cowboys. And Mm -hmm. uh, they went eight and eight that year, but Orton started the final game of the year against Philadelphia. One thing I think is really interesting about this, Marcus, about your question is to me, you can't ask that question without answering another one, which is what is the goal of an organization? I think the goal of the Cowboys is to make money and be competitive and sell jerseys and fill up that stadium. That's what I think. Dak's perfect for that. You are going to be competitive with the 11th best quarterback in the league. I don't care who it is, Dak, whoever you think's 11th, right? If if we're if I'm wrong and Dak's 10th, then who's 11th? You know, right. or if I'm wrong and Dak's 12th, who's 11th? I mean, it's just not. Yeah, you're not. It's not a significant enough difference. Um, no, we've got seven teams in the playoffs now. Each conference, you're going to make the playoffs. So I just make this one point. When I was growing up, Danny White was the Cowboys quarterback. He was on the tail end. But Danny White got the Cowboys to three straight NFC championship games, and it wasn't good enough. That guy got pounded by the media and the fans because the Tex Schramm Cowboys, the Clint Murkison Cowboys, the Tom Landry Cowboys, the goal was to win the Super Bowl. That was the goal. That was the standard. I don't think that's the standard with the Cowboys anymore. And I think most Cowboy fans, if they don't agree with my DAC take, would agree with that take. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or 
Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Elliot Harrison from the Power Ranking Show. Elliot, I've got one more question for you before mm-hmm. we head out. What's the one thing that Dak could do better or improve on to take him from the number 10 or number 11 quarterback in the league all the way up to like six or seven? Is there one kind of missing part in his game to you? Accuracy. Um, I think he's a good leader. I think he's tough. Like people think I hate Dak. I, I, I do think he's, he's had a flub as a leader. I want him to take a little more responsibility for his play. Uh, you know, I was really not happy with his comments after the 49er game when mm-hmm. he said something about the refs. He should have mm-hmm. come out there and said, I shouldn't have fumbled on the second to last drive. I've got to protect the ball. Didn't do that. His fumble, I don't want to say it cost him the game, but it, it was hurt the biggest him. play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's normally a problem for Dak. I think that was kind of a, a hiccup. Uh, but accuracy... He's not an inaccurate thrower. He's not throwing Donovan McNabb dirt balls circa 2010 out there. But I didn't have to say that about Donovan. I'm sorry. I know. Um, it's, it's a Cowboy podcast. We're fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there are times when I'm just using an example. I've used this with you before. Where Cole Beasley, for example, would be running a slant and would have to stop to catch that slant. And the whole point of the quick slant is to catch it at five yards and pick up three or four extra yards catching it on the run. That's where, you know, hitting Amari Cooper on a skinny post on the back shoulder and it bouncing off and the Packers intercepting it. If he's just a little more accurate, I think they they can win more. How does a quarterback get better at that? Drills, 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 drills. And I think also consulting different people about your mechanics. I know Tom Brady is maniacal about if he's not throwing the ball well, what's his lower body doing, right? Um, so that would be my one thing, but I think Dak is exceptional. A lot of stuff. Although I think you agree that maybe he was the scariest when he wasn't as good a quarterback per se, but gosh, he was good at running in the red zone, uh, back in like 2018, the Seattle Mm -hmm. playoff game. He might've been a scarier player then. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's when he was the most dangerous as a player, right? Uh, I I don't disagree with you, by the way. I think his accuracy has always been generally good. And I actually think he's a fantastic decision maker. Like, I think he makes the right read like 99% of the time. But the difference is like what you mentioned, just ball placement. Yes, you can complete a pass to a receiver 20 yards down the field, but the difference in the ball being a few inches at different spots can be the difference between a 20-yard gain and a 60-yard gain. If he can improve that kind of stuff, just, I mean, even just a couple percentage better. I I don't see any reason why he couldn't be, you know, unanimously thought of as a top seven or eight quarterback by this time next year. 
there are quarterbacks that have gotten more accurate with age. I mean, we have to remind ourselves that Dak has only played six years in the NFL. It is possible. I think he sees the field well. That's only going to get better. Uh, like I said, I think he's tough. His pocket awareness has gotten better. I always thought that was his biggest problem was pocket well, awareness. Especially like 2017, 2018. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, yes. Cowboy fans would blame his play on, well, Byron Bell was at left tackle. Hey, boo-hoo. You know, every team in the league has to play with a backup left or right tackle sometimes. That's the nature of the sport. Look, I mean, if one guy had any reason to complain on that, it'd be Justin Herbert last year against the Raiders. I, you know. Storm Norton playing right yeah. tackle. How many pressures did Max Crosby get in that game? Uh, 14. That game. <laughs> so unbelievable. No. So, um, you know, but I think he's gotten better at that um, in his pocket movement. But when you talk about accuracy, it's not inches for me, it's feet. Because if you think about a slant and you have a receiver, I'm just using Cole Beasley as an example. Yes, everyone I know Cole Beasley is not on the Cowboys anymore. Not um, yet. He might come back though. We'll yeah. See. Cedric Wilson, whoever you want to use, and he's not on the Cowboys either. He's in Miami. But you, if you're talking about a guy running full speed versus a guy having to stop on a slant, you're talking about eight feet, six to eight feet of inaccuracy because that ball is supposed to be out in front of him. And by the by the time the ball gets there, that receiver has already covered, covered several feet of ground. So I don't expect him to get three inches more accurate, but maybe two feet more accurate on some of these downfield throws. And I think he can do that by excuse me, examining his footwork closer. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a mechanics expert, but I know a lot of inaccuracy does come from lower body mechanics um, and those kinds of things. I'm not trying to say I'm a quarterback's coach, merely that however he can work on that, I think that's the thing that he most needs to work on. But there's so many good qualities. So I'm, I am definitely nitpicking. And by the way, I am burning up in Texas. This is ridiculous. It's 102 degree stuff. I'm having to wipe my forehead. It's crazy. That's all right. uh, I don't think Dak at this stage of his career is ever going to become the runner that he was like 2016, 2018. It's just not going to happen. That doesn't mean he can't still be a really good and really dangerous quarterback. If he can improve on his accuracy, I think he could even improve on his arm strength. We've seen quarterbacks improve their arm strength as they've gotten older. I think Drew Brees is a good example. Like his arm got stronger when he went to New Orleans. Tom Brady, I think his arm has gotten stronger, you know, later on in his career. Dak can do those kind of things uh, and continue to be a fantastic leader and a great decision maker. Maybe you and I will be having a conversation about him as a top five, top six quarterback at this time next year. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. You can follow Elliot on Twitter, at HarrisonNFL. Also check him out on the Power Rankings show uh, where we just went over every single team's win totals going into the 2022 season. And I don't you do follow. Work. Yeah, well, you were pretty, pretty accurate on your guesses there without – looking at the line. So make sure you guys listen to that. Follow the Lockdown Cowboys podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend and we'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.